Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Socialistics Podcast. Happy uh, post-holidays, I guess. Uh, this is being recorded a couple days after uh, the official holiday break, the holiday slowdown, another phrase I use to describe it because everybody kind of checks out. Um, I'm guessing this next week will be somewhat similar. It's usually kind of like a two-week period where everybody's kind of mentally checked out. Business usually, usually, not always, slows down. Um, it hasn't slowed down for us too much, but enough for, I think, the team to take a deep breath and kind of uh, re-energize themselves and, and get ready for the new year, and which will hopefully be a much better year than, than 2020. But I have a feeling we've got a couple more months at minimum before uh, we can get back to whatever normal was. It's kind of been so long that I think I'm starting to forget what that was like, but I certainly look forward to that. Uh, even being the introvert that I am, I certainly miss the uh, the freedom of just going out and getting something to eat or just going somewhere. So I kind of look forward to that. But uh, yeah, so I'm winging it again this week. No interview this week. We're lining up some new folks uh, in the beginning of the new year. So you get me again. And uh, I decided that uh, I had something that I definitely wanted to talk about uh, this week, especially during this time of the year where hopefully a lot of people are able to kind of uh, decompress a bit and think about what they're thankful for and spend some time with family and all that good stuff. And certainly I've tried to, to do that myself. And it has been an interesting year, to say the least. We uh, started really strong and really had a trajectory that I felt would uh, have us hit that uh, coveted million-dollar agency mark. Uh, but certainly, uh, the world had uh, other plans. And uh, that uh, kind of threw a wrench in that trajectory. That being said, we, you know, we recovered quite well. I think a lot of businesses and business decision makers, after about three, four, five months realized that, you know, you can't press pause on everything, you really have to kind of figure out how to navigate these sorts of things. And uh, so business picked back up. And uh, while we won't hit a million this year, we got close. And all things considered, especially, uh, you know, there's a lot of businesses and people that are that are suffering and, and doing far worse off. So I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm really proud of what we've built and what we've accomplished this year. And I'm really excited about what that means for us moving forward. But uh, for me, you know, when I started Socialistics, I mean, it was an interesting journey to get there. I always was kind of wired to be an entrepreneur. I mean, anybody that's listening to this, there's a lot of people that can relate to that. You're just kind of wired that way. You know, I, you know, I had a 20 plus year career, you know, following a traditional path for the most part. I, you know, I had jobs, I had managers, I sat at a desk, I had to commute to work, you know, I did that whole thing, but was never really wired for that. And, um, you know, I just never, for whatever reason, I wasn't ready to take that leap. I wasn't ready financially. I wasn't ready experience-wise, mentally. Everybody's kind of different in their path and how they get there. There's plenty of stories of men and women that jump right into it, you know, when they're young. And, and whether it's, you know, they, they had help or they're just, they just, they were able to. Uh, I wasn't. Um, I thought about it all the time. I gave it a shot about 
eight or nine years ago, but I wasn't ready then. And while I learned a lot from that experience that helped me build a successful agency now, I wasn't ready then. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that for whatever reason, I was ready. I was ready to kind of take that leap. And the biggest thing for me was getting past the fear, the fear of not having that consistent paycheck, health benefits, 401k, the stability of a real nine to fiver. I always felt like I had to have that to take care of myself and my family. And the reality was that stability that I was always looking for was always right in front of me, which was doing my own thing, controlling my own fate. And when I finally figured that out, that's when things took off. And I couldn't be happier to have experienced that. But that being said, you know, my, I mean, yes, running your own business and and making, you know, a lot of money and, and being successful and being able to navigate your own, you know, when you work, when you don't work and all that good stuff, all that stuff is great, but it's not what really drives me. And that's really what today's episode is about is if you're running a business or you're thinking about running a business, whether it's an agency or anything, you really have to kind of figure out what is it that really excites you? What is it that really moves you that fuels what you do? And for me, it's it's not how much money we make. It's not It's not about money. And it's not about, I mean, some of it is about, you know, living a life of freedom. You know, one of our core values that we're very uh, communicative about is freedom. Like one of the things I, from day one, I want to build an agency where people can live life on their terms. They get to choose when they work, where they work, how they work, all of that good stuff. And there's nothing more powerful than that, to be able to wake up every day and know that you you are in control of that, that you are not yet, your life isn't dictated by what you do. You're not chained to a desk. You don't have to sit in a vehicle for three hours a day going to and from work. And granted, look, there are a lot of people that that have to do that. There's a lot of people that choose to do that. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But for a lot of people, the the, the flexibility and the freedom to be able to live life on your own terms and, and live like that is an incredibly powerful thing. And one of the things for me that I am that that gets me up every day and pushes and, and has me working my tail off is knowing that I am giving that to other people, the folks that work for socialistics, to be able to live that kind of life, to fight for them, to be able to build something that's going to give them that kind of life. Like that is like the most awesome thing. Like whenever my time on this planet ends, that's what I'll think about, that I was able to give people that type of life. And not only that, but, you know, just... You know, I grew up in a uh, single family, or I'm sorry, single parent environment. I grew up with just, uh, it was just my mom and my brother, and uh, father wasn't part of the picture. He didn't um, pay child support. So we, you know, we had a rough go at it. Um, my mom worked her ass off. She worked a lot to, to support us and to provide the best life that she could for us. But we grew up poor, um, for, for lack of a better way of describing it. I mean, there's different different levels of poverty, but you know, we definitely struggled. And, you know, at the time when I was a kid, I, I didn't know that. I, I don't think I really grasped that. I, I made the, we made the most with what we had. But, you know, looking back now, I realize that, 
you know, we didn't have a lot and she really did have to sacrifice. One of my favorite stories that I tell all the time is about how I wanted to play baseball as a kid, my entire childhood, like from, from five years old to, till I was 12. Like I was a huge Cubs fan and grew up in the Chicagoland area. And back in that day, we, we lived in this apartment complex and we'd go out and that's what kids would do. We'd go out and play baseball. Like you just, you don't see that anymore, which is sad in and of itself, but we would go out and play ball every day. And my dream was like, I wanted to play little league baseball. And a lot of my friends did. And I didn't because my mom, we couldn't afford it. And she couldn't, you know, she had to work all the time. So we couldn't make it work. So I always wanted to do that. And over time, I kind of gave up on it, you know, thinking that it was just not in the cards for me. And I think I was 11 or 12. And then uh, one holiday season, she writes me a letter and I open it up and um, God, I wish I would have kept this letter. That would have been one of the most awesome things to still have. But uh, she wrote a letter saying that uh, that she was going to pay for me to play Little League. And uh, I just, I remember, I could, I was so excited. I, like, I just, I can, I can, I can remember that feeling of, uh, you know, my mom giving me something that I wanted so badly. And at the time, I don't think I realized how much she was sacrificing and what she was doing to be able to pull that off. But I was just so happy. And um, interesting story. I, uh, I, I played, that was my first year of playing little league. My first at bat, I hit a home run. Um, I don't think I've ever hit a home run since. And uh, my mom was there. She was at every game and, uh, I made the all-star game as an alternate that first year. And, uh, coach didn't put me in the game. And I, I remember my mom, bless her heart. She, uh, she pulled the coach aside and I don't remember. I, I don't know what she said. I think I, I remember this from stories she told, but she said, you're, you're going to put my son in this game. and I don't care if he's an alternate. Sure enough, he puts me in the game and I get a base hit. So it's just things that I remember like that, that um, those experiences with my mom and how much I cherish that. And, uh, you know, she's not with us any longer. She passed away quite a while back. But I think about her and, and those experiences all the time. And the reason I tell these stories is because I have a uh, – a soft spot for hiring single parents. Usually, I mean, let's be honest, it's usually single, single moms, but you know, there's single dads out there too, but single, single parents that are, that are struggling to balance work and taking care of their kids. Um, in a lot of instances without help from the other parent, um, logistically or financially. So I have a soft spot for that. And, uh, I've had, I've had the honor to have hired, people in that situation and give them the ability to, to be with their children, take care of them, spend more time with them. That is what drives me. That is what really, when I hear stories from folks on my team, like I had uh, a gal on my team kind of text me. um, I think it was on Christmas day and she just shared this really heartfelt text about how much this opportunity has meant to her and what she's, what she was able to do for her daughter for the first time in a long time. And I just, I see stuff like that. And I'm like, this, this is why I do what I do. I mean, I, I, yes, we're about servicing clients and trying to deliver results for them. And it can get easy to forget about what really matters. And it's just good to be reminded of those things. And for me, that that's, that's why I do what I do to, to give people awesome lives to, so they can take care of themselves and the people that they love. That's what I do what I do about why I do what I do. That's why I fight. That's why I work hard. That's why I stress and feel anxiety when things aren't exactly the way that I want them to be. But that's what pushes me through is to is to give people 
I think in some way it's, it's to give other people the opportunities that I didn't have. I had to fight for everything. I, you know, I never really had a, a great manager, not too many mentors in my life. I've had to really figure a lot out on my own and my way of kind of, I guess, dealing with that is to, to try to give more to other people that, uh, that to give them the things that I didn't have. So that that's really what drives me. And ultimately I think, uh, when you're, if you're thinking about starting an agency or even if you're running one or a business, you know, you got to figure out what, what, what that thing is for you. Um, it can't, I don't think it really can be just, you know, wanting to make a ton of money or, uh, you know, things of that nature. I think it's got to be, you know, it's got to be something more tangible, something more meaningful to you if you really want to build a sustainable business. Um, Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of examples of businesses that have been built that are successful without those sorts of things. But it's for every one of those, there are thousands of others that that don't. And um, I think when, you know, when you find that thing that really drives you and drives your passion and really kind of tugs on the heartstrings or, or whatever the case may be that that's, what's going to fuel helping you as a business owner kind of get through a lot of the challenges and roadblocks because they happen and they happen all the time. Those are the things that help you kind of work through that. And, uh, I just feel very fortunate to just be, to just to have what we have and to, to be building what we're building and to be doing it with such awesome people. Um, it's hard to find, you know, awesome people that, that really fit the culture that we're trying to build. It takes time. And we've been fortunate over time to kind of find right people and build off of that. And especially in a virtual environment, it's, it's tough. I mean, I wish, look, virtual works. If you, if you have the right technology and the right people, it works and it works really well. But that being said, nothing, nothing can replace being in the same room with people and, Honestly, when I think about next year, I think the thing that excites me the most is getting past this pandemic so that I can bring us all together finally and, you know, just be able to be in the same room with everybody and relationship build and spend time together. I mean, that's I think that's what I look forward to more than anything. So um, I think as a virtual agency, it's important that you work in some sort of regular, you know, retreat or event that you kind of get together to kind of help build those relationships with folks and, and, you know, celebrate your successes and talk about stuff like this. You know, everybody's got their own personal reasons of what drives them and and it gets them to push through difficult times. So for me, it's definitely, it's definitely thinking about the work that I do that ensures that everybody that's part of this team gets to continue to do what we're doing. So I, I couldn't be more thrilled about that. So that's, that was my winging it episode to just kind of talk about, I guess, uh, you know, what, what the real reason for why I started Socialistics and, and what drives me to keep it going. And hopefully if you're listening, you get something out of this that you can relate to. And, and if so, let me know. I'd love to hear your stories as well, whether it's over email or a Zoom call or whatever the case may be. Um, I love hearing other other folks' stories. So that uh, that's it for this week. Quite frankly, that's probably it for this year. So um, for those of you that have listened, thank you for, for that. Uh, as always, you know, leave feedback, like, share, review, all that good stuff. It, it helps validate what I'm doing here, but I'm going to keep 
plowing through regardless because Rome wasn't built in a day. I couldn't think of a better phrase. I know that's oversaid, but that's true. It takes time for these sorts of things to kind of take shape. But then again, you know, we're not doing it. Uh, I'm doing it really just to, it's, it's cathartic for me to have a, a platform to kind of talk through what uh, I feel and think as an agency owner. But my hope really at the end of the day is other people get something out of it. So uh, hopefully that's the case. So thank you for listening. Hope you all have a great uh, continued holiday break and we will catch you in 2021. Thanks for listening.